guys. Welcome to the Sports Dance Podcast with Greg and James. I'm the second part still, and with me, he's back from vacation, ladies and gentlemen, and just got enough delegates to win his party's nomination. It's Greg Cowan, everybody. What's going on, man? Oh, man, it's great. I, I'm proud to represent the country, this great nation. I did a lot of hard work on vacation. You were, you were hitting the campaign trail hard. I did. I slept. Yeah, you slept a lot. I slept, listened to a lot of other podcasts. Yeah, you had Mary carry the load for you, get all those delegates. Yeah, she, I mean, well, why not? That's kind of par for the course. It is. <laughs> yeah, 100%. She, she, ca- she carried me through a lot of parts of my life. Exactly, man. Um, cool, we're back after a couple week hiatus. And full disclosure, this is take two. It is. <laughs> yeah. We had I, a, I, I, I had a little mess up. We're rusty, you know. Yeah. Hey, everyone's got to come back. We're still getting used to this two-mic setup. Yeah, it's, it's not like Steph Curry came back from injury and all of a sudden dropped 40 points in his first game back. No, he did that. But oh, wait, no, he did that. But since then, he hasn't been that great. So maybe it's the knee now. Hey, wow, that's a little teaser. That's, a little what, teaser. that's what we call in the biz a teaser yeah. <laughs> right there. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned, ladies and gents. Cool. Um, all right, man, we got a lot to talk about before we get into it. Uh, how was your vacation? You came back from the big old Punta Cana, the DR. Yeah, the DR, where people love people from the Northeast, Boston fans. So I had to rock the Red Sox hat. Yeah, people you were very popular, me. huh? I was. I had like bartenders being like, ah, oh, Big Poppy. And I'm like, no, yeah, he's great. That's he's still fantastic. Happens, huh? Oh, d- dude, they love him down there. That's crazy. He's a god. The guy, like, try, like, the guy, Diego, my bartender. Right. Because, you know, your boy. You got to have a bartender when you're down there. Oh, of course. You got to have your point. Slide him, your slide point him a guy. dollar or two, and you're set for the week. Very it's amazing. Good. Very good. It's amazing how far a dollar carries you some places. But yeah, no, they were just like, ah, oh, Big Poppy. That felt Red vaguely Sox. racist, but it I'm going to let it go. <laughs> but, but yeah, but it's not, am I wrong? <laughs> okay, well, let's the, go. The transfer rate's a huge but Let's just go bread breeze right over it. I was going to, I should have let it go. You should have. <laughs> it's a normal occurrence on vacation. You do that at a bar in Massachusetts or Connecticut or whatever. They're still going to treat you right. I guess that's fair. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, Diego was my boy. Love Big Poppy. Even Mench rattled off a few other Red Sox, which I was impressed by. Hey, there you go. He threw out Jason Veritek, and I was like, he's not even playing, so you know what? You actually do pay attention. Good That's for you. Not bad. Not so, bad. So then he was like, oh, you know, Boston Celtics, Bruins. Oh, I was good. like, oh, so I was like, do you know any other like towns, like yeah. teams? He's like, no, Big Poppy. Big and Poppy. I was like, there okay. That's right. He we wasn't got... exactly pulling up Blake Swihart there. <laughs> no, huh? he wasn't. <laughs> okay. I don't fair. know if they get those recent games yet. Like, yeah, very good. I tried finding him on TV. I couldn't. I was surprised. Hey, man. Who needs who needs sports when you have a beach, sand, and, and day drinking? Yeah. I mean, when drinking starts at nine, every, why worry about life? Love it. And it rained every day from four to five. So, you know, it cooled the night off. You were done with the beach, the pool. Love Everybody that. was getting in, changing for dinner. Quick nap time. Quick nap time. Love nap time. I'm a big nap guy. You are. Big nap guy. You gotta be. I know. I, I don't have enough time to nap sometimes, but man, I love me a good... I like the naps when we wake up like a little sweaty, like a little, like a tiny bit, okay. like because you nap so hard. Yeah. Uh, you, I, I don't think I ever nap that hard. Okay. Well, you're not living life, my friend. Apparently <laughs> <not>. <laughs> um, All right. Cool. So uh, we got a lot to talk about here. Um, James, real quick. What about your life? We're really just not going to talk about it. <laughs> it's right you just really... You asked me on the first take, too. And yeah. I was, I was hoping like... the answer changed. Yeah, I was no, hoping no. the answer would change. No, no, no. Maybe I, uh, let the people in. James, uh, let the open up live. your heart. Let the listeners in. Thrones was good. Game of Thrones was good. That's not your life. That's an <laughs> an, that's a fake life. Yeah, this is the classic male answer of people ask me about my feelings, my personal life. Did Dragon just, Slayer show up on that one? The guy that's going to be drafting the NBA? 
Uh, wait, what? Oh, Dragon Bender. Yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. Whatever I have to get used is. to these names now that uh, the Celtics <laughs> have the number three pick. Don't worry. We're going to trade it anyway because we need a superstar to pair with Kevin Durant when he signs with us. Yeah, Bada exactly. boom, bada bing, baby. All right, keep open. Keep dreaming. <laughs> I'm going to. Fight the good fight. So we have a lot to talk about, though, for reals. Um, we haven't podcasted in a little bit. No, um, we haven't. You, you've been on vacation. I've been doing whatever it is that I do. Still going to keep it ambiguous. Um, so mysterious. So mysterious. So the ever since the last time that we were we were talking, we were kind of in the midst of a of a conference finals matchup for the ages, Thunder Warriors. And well, at first it wasn't a matchup for the ages. Uh, it started out first two games, but then I mean, it was pretty good. It, it looked like it was matchup. over for a while. Uh, that's fair. So we we both had predictions here for the for the series. Um, Greg, you know. Walking tall, feeling good, puffing his chest out with his Thunder and Seven prediction. I was pretty scared about my Warriors prediction, but as always, my exorbitant, encyclopedic basketball knowledge prevailed. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take full credit for the Warriors win. I now know how Chris Broussard feels on a normal basis. He had that one shining moment earlier. Mm. This magic I was hoping this was moment. Gonna be, yeah, I was hoping it was going to be mine. Yeah. I was going to be that guy that chose OKC over the Warriors in six. I had him in six. And you gave him a good kiss. I mean, honestly, so that series, and we're going to go ahead and talk about the finals. This is very funny because we're so late on this, and we're going to go <laughs> ahead and so talk late. about the conference finals. So bad. But just before we get into the finals, I mean, that was the, every single game Oklahoma City should have won. Yeah. They were up by like 10 in every single game. Yeah, it was, it was really disappointing to see that comeback slowly take place. Yeah, so um, the, the Thunder ended up ended up losing that, and the Warriors go to the NBA Finals. And Greg looks like a fool once again! Yeah, once again. And for the second straight year, we have a Warriors-Cleveland Finals. So before we get into the NBA Finals, Greg, was this a comeback and a, a proof of the Warriors' greatness, or was this a full-on choke by the Thunder? Full-on choke by the Thunder. Okay, cool. Uh, I mean, there's no getting around that. Yeah. I mean, you when you have Durant, Durant and Westbrook looked pretty unstoppable for a while, and you have three chances to de- take one game. Yeah, you got to do it, especially when one's at home. Yeah, you just got to put it away. This was your chance to prove that you actually deserve to be considered a top team, top players. You could compete with the best, and you blew it. Plain and simple. The yeah. Warriors. I mean, think about it this way: the Warriors wouldn't have won any of those games if Clay Thompson just had a slightly off night. He was playing unbelievable in those final three games. He really pulled it out for him. Yeah, I mean, he right now I would still say is the best player currently on Golden State. Well, he's the he's playing the best right now on Golden State. Yeah, yeah, I'm standing by what I said. Okay, that's fair. Wow, hot takes, hot takes, real quick. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not loving Steph right now. Yeah, well, we're gonna get into that a little bit too. But before we before we do that, I want to just quickly ask you. I mean, and so so the Thunder like clearly looked like the better team in that series, which is kind of. It's weird because this is a classic example of the better players versus the better team. Yeah. So the better players were on the Thunder and the better team was the Golden State Warriors and the better team ended up pulling it out. It seemed like the Thunder underachieved all season with their 56 wins or whatever it was. 55. 55 wins because the Raptors had 56. Yeah. That was hilarious. So the 55 wins, 
and then they kind of dialed it up for the playoffs and it looks like they were going to overachieve and then they subsequently went back to underachieving they were up by like 10 points in all these games yeah it was it was a... uh, and it it looked like every single chance that they were up by like 10 points they had a chance to pull away and it was just some miraculous play by the Golden State Warriors yeah, they just did their typical runs that they want exactly. somehow go on so do you th- before we get into the finals do you think this affects what happens with Kevin Durant in uh in in this offseason in free agency uh, I do to an extent. I think he's going to want to try to give a little more shot in OKC. I know you don't want to hear that. No, I know. It's just, I think, yeah. But it, it makes sense. It makes the most sense. It's pretty, but I don't know, man. Like, it's it's kind of interesting because you, I think Kevin Durant is the kind of guy and, um, you know, this has kind of been backed up by a few of the thought pieces that have gone up everywhere. By the way, the Kevin Durant think pieces, you know, that are going to be going around this summer. Uh, get ready for him, man. <laughs> get, get ready for a steady diet of where we think that Kevin Durant is going. Um, but the, the thought, the think pieces that have gone up so far have basically been like, this guy does not want to be considered, you know, um, just like a second, like a second fiddle, the second best guy. You know, he's been the second or arguably third best player in the league for the last year. Yeah, I'll put him at three or four. And and now he's like, you know, there's rumblings about whether or not he's even the best player on his team. You know, Russell Westbrook has really, it really. Makes sense. I know. So it's got to be a question of whether he wants to be the guy somewhere else with a better chance of winning. And you know, most, maybe in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. I mean, I got to be honest with you, man. Cleveland sleepwalked this entire thing. Oh, yeah. And I've now, heard it tons. If he wants a chance at an easy finals run, it's got to go be to the East. East. Yeah, exactly. Um, whether it's the Wizards, whether it is the Celtics. I know that sounds kind of silly, but I mean, we've, we've got some good pieces. Kevin McHale, Kevin Garnett, Kevin Durant. 100%, yeah. It's just the Kevins winning championships. We have a great track record with Kevins. You do. Um, cool. So that's an interesting storyline going forward. Durant, um, you know, where is he going to go? But we have a finals to talk about, man. The Warriors are we up 2 nothing. Yeah. What were you, Quick question. What were your predictions going in before this? I thought the it was going to be Cavs and six. You got that with the cat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. You know, I thought they they had the rest. They had the momentum. I thought. Did you actually think that? I thought. Yeah. I don't know if you're being sarcastic. No. You I thought the Cavaliers were going to beat the Golden State Warriors in six games. Yeah. God, I man. thought they were going to be on a run and. I need to end this podcast now. <laughs> you can go for it. <laughs> this is ugly. I'm going to reveal everything of your life then. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, Blackmail. Yeah. So the, the podcasting. One. Well, I thought I thought the Warriors in five, and I thought the Cavaliers were going to take game one because of the reasons that you're kind of just spouting out. Uh, the Cavaliers were going to be better rested. I thought the Warriors, with a slog of a series against the the, the, war, uh, the Thunder, um, were not going to be able to kind of come out with the same energy. And boy, oh boy, have the Warriors gone yeah. ahead and and shown you know why they're it's been the best unwatchable. team in the league. It's well, been except game, game one was close until the fourth quarter. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's a real intense indication of how much of a disparity there is between the East and the West. I mean, I, I can't believe that there's that much difference between the Cavs and the Warriors. Yeah, the Warriors had 73 wins, Cavs only had 57. But when you look at the pieces set up, right. you would think that the Cavs should be able to keep it close. Well, okay, so I talked about in the last series the things that bothered the Warriors a lot, which is point guards who can kind of penetrate and now um, make things happen on offense. Kyrie. Yep, and then um, big men who can kind of clean up offensive boards when um, you know things kind of go go awry, like the Tristan Thompsons Tristan and, Thompson, and, yeah. and the Kevin Loves of the world. However, that's kind of all predicated on a couple things. The first of all is is LeBron James playing at peak LeBron James. 
Which he has been. I mean, he's almost gotten triple doubles both games. Yeah, that's true. But like, he has he, his jumper is so non-existent at this no, point. No, it's not. That like, there's just no reason for them to cover him anywhere. You know, within 15 feet of the basket. No, not at all. The second thing is that the Cavaliers do not have the length and perimeter defense that uh, the Thunder had. Yeah, that's a good point. The Thunder were literally just like. I mean, like every single guy on their bench was someone who is like six foot eight with a seven foot three wingspan and just like snagging the ball. Yeah, they're freakishly long. (laughs) They're freakishly long. They're so mean. They're so intense. And that really disrupted the Warriors, man. I mean, like Steph could not get a shot off and they couldn't do those crazy passes that they normally do because the Warriors just, they were just all arms. I mean, let's be fair. Steph's still not getting shots off. That's fair. That's because he's on the bench. Well, yeah, okay. (laughs) But the thing is, right? So, like, there's, there's no good perimeter defender on the Cleveland Cavaliers right now. There's you take LeBron. LeBron. LeBron's a LeBron's a perimeter defender, but he's playing the five. <laughs> you know? Like the majority of the time. Yeah. So this is the thing. I've I read a couple good pieces on this. Um there's some good pieces up on ESPN. There's some good pieces up on the Ringer. Um on Yahoo. Basically what the Cavaliers are trying to do right now is they're trying to do exactly what the Warriors do, which is play small. So you're trying to have, let's say like a LeBron at the five and then either Love or Tristan Thompson at the four, and then three perimeter guys. And the problem with that lineup is they're just not, they don't have the speed that Golden State does. They don't have the passing that Golden State does, and they don't have the ability to switch on defense that Golden State does. No, they can't switch on defense to save their lives. Like Kevin Love showing 25 feet from the rim on a pick and roll is a recipe for disaster. Is it? I mean... Yeah, it is. Yeah, right, we're not going to try to cover that up. Yeah, not try. You're about to give a pretty <laughs> blazing hot take, but still, <laughs> it sizzled too hard in my head that I was yeah. like, I got to cool this down now. So I don't know, man. Like this is this this looks pretty. This looks pretty done. You've watched the last couple games. Looks last couple bleak. Last couple games, I, I didn't um, I didn't watch live because I just didn't have access to a TV you didn't at the need time. To. Um, but the the Warriors have won by a combined forty eight points in the first two games, which is the largest yeah. margin in finals history. In the second. Yeah, exactly. The second game was thirty. But, I mean, a few things, all it needs is a few things to change a little bit for the Cavs to at least have a chance. Okay. One of them being, the Warriors bench can't keep shooting at a 60% clip. That's true. I mean, their bench is being unbelievable. Barbosa hasn't missed a shot. Granted, most of them are layups. Yeah. But Livingston has been playing like an all-star point guard on the second team. Yeah. Which, that's that can't continue. Well, can it though? So, here's the thing, right? Livingston has been getting a majority of his shots in the post, posting up these no, smaller points. It's guns. not going to continue. <laughs> well, I mean, what are they? What are they going to do? Are they going to put Kyrie Irving cannot defend Sean Livingston in the post? Go for the knees. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's when By we the put way, if I hear one in. more time about how Sean Livingston came back from a tragic knee injury like ten years ago. I, I might. I might go crazy. You're done. It's one of those things that's like we get it. You. It was all they harped on last year in the finals. Yeah. And that's all they're harping on again. They're like, oh man, I can't believe he came back from an, that knee injury. Gruesome. Yeah. It was awful. If you ever saw the video. Terrible, but come on, just just, just like be done up. with it's it. Fine. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's back. He's been like, back. Do they talk about like when switching sports real quick? Brady's knee injury. They don't talk about that ever. That wasn't as gruesome though. Brady's knee injury was pretty bad looking. It was pretty bad. I still have. I still would kind of wake up with like hot sweats or cold. That's sweats. what you're not 
your naps cause sweats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's nightmares. All right. Yeah. <laughs> just have flashbacks of Brady's knee injury. <laughs> God damn it, that team was gonna win. I know it. We went we went ten and six with Matt Castle. We would have we would have done everything with Brady. All right. Anyway. All right. Um, anyway, back to the NBA. Yeah. yeah. Tired of Sean Livingston's knee talk. All right, let's just be done with it. We yeah, get it. That's fair. Um so Livingston's been playing out of his mind. A couple quick questions for you. The first one. If Steph Curry does not win a Finals MVP for the second year in a row, does that affect how you view either one of these two MVP seasons for him? A little bit, yeah. I mean, how can you be so dominant in the regular season and then somehow in the Finals you kind of disappear? Yeah, I mean, is is it a function of people are game planning for you? Is it a function of the fact that he is like kind of hurt still with that knee? I mean, if he's hurt with the knee... Don't play. Don't Either don't play or come out right when you came back from the injury saying, listen, I'm going to be about this percentage the rest of the way through. My game might not be what it was in the regular season. But you can't do that either, though. You can't, but at least come out in some way and say something along those lines. Maybe come off the bench. Because I don't want to hear after the series is over that Steph did all this stuff with a bad knee. Right. At this point, I'm expecting him to be 100% with the knee, playing like he should be, and he's just not. I mean, he doesn't look... Like the guy from the regular season, but he didn't also last year in the finals. Yeah, I know. I guess this just might be a testament to the fact that this this team is so good. He is such a um, he's such a magnet for defenders and attention that you know the other you know the rest of the team is getting some pretty great shots. He's still, Draymond he dealt with it all season. Game. I know. I know. I mean, this is the thing, right? So does Steph Curry's um, MVP season? You know, is it is it looked at in a different light after after I think this? It has to be. I mean, probably a little bit, right? Like, so, you know, I, I don't want to come out with the blazing hot takes, but even this, this entire playoffs, I've kind of been looking at Steph Curry being like, well, so, you know, every, sing, every single NBA playoffs, the best player comes out and, and has some sort of transcendent moment. All of Steph's transcendent moments happened during the regular season. Yeah. And that same thing last year. Steph was like lighting the league on fire. Um, he was what? changing the way that people were thinking about the league until the playoffs when it doesn't happen. I don't want to go Charles Barkley on you, but maybe the jump shooting and the three-point and the crazy you know, 30-foot shots just don't translate to the NBA playoffs. Uh, maybe not, but I mean, when Andre Godala is your MVP finals last year, granted he had a great final series. But this year, when it's looking like right now, it's going to be Sean Livingston of the Warriors or, win. Or Green. Or Green. Know? Yeah, because Green had a great second game. But like, if it's going to be one of those two guys, Green, fine. But like, if it ends up being Livingston, and you're the reigning MVP two years in a row, two-year yeah. champs, and you don't even come close to being potentially an NBA Finals he's MVP. The, he's not considered right now. I would. Why, why would he? No, I mean, I even mean, if he lights the next two games on fire. I get like, it. He he's didn't... on the bench half these games because of the blowouts, but it's usually yeah. the fourth quarter. He's not doing that much in the first three. No, I know. Um, hot take right now. Steph Curry should just sit out the rest of the Finals and play in the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to get to that. I'm, I'm, I'm a Blazing hot take. <laughs> it's it's going to be a fun conversation when we get to that. Fair enough. Okay, cool. Um, so do we see any scenario where Cleveland comes back and, and makes this competitive. You sort of do still. I because, do. Yeah. I mean, I think the if the bench cools off of the Warriors, which it should, I mean, at least if it's a 40-something percent clip, hey. you have to assume the Cavs are going to shoot better than 38% at some point this series. Why do you have to assume that? Who who wh- What have they indicated that they're going to Their do regular that? season averages. I guess. And their playoff averages. You, I mean, they still put up 90-something points against the Warriors in the regular season. J.R. Smith taking in total of nine shots. 
this team's just not themselves. When J.R. Smith is taking nine shots between two games and not just in the first half of a game, yeah, something's off. But why do you want J.R. Smith to take more shots? Because it's fun to watch. Uh, I get it. For who? <laughs> for J.R. Smith, maybe. For, for, three hours, <laughs> for three point lovers. Because J.R. Smith, whether we like it or not, is equivalent to like a Clay Thompson with three point shooting. He's either on fire or is that kind of having a That is the meanest thing you've ever said about Clay Thompson. Is it though? <laughs> yeah. It's just for three point shooting. Overall game, Clay's way better. He's a great defender, all of that. Clay is one of the one of like the top ten greatest three point shooters hey, of all time. Do we so know far. is Clay gonna pay, play in the Olympics? I don't know. Hopefully. He should. Yeah, you're you've converted to Claytheism. Like uh like uh, I'm I'm borrowing that term from Juliet Littman, but you're you are converting to a Clay Thompson uh fanatic. He might over look here. like he was created in an NBA two K video game, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, NBA 2K video game with the lack of facial expressions and all. Yeah, exactly. Um, cool. So the the biggest question that I have coming out of this series is what uh, – because I'm already ready to write the eulogy for the Cleveland Cavaliers here. Um, what happens with this big three? Um, Kevin Love has a concussion, but, I mean, like – I think he's playing better now with the concussion than he, you know, on the bench I in the locker room. I didn't realize he wasn't playing with concussion until they said it. It's it's like they he's he's just not the right fit for this team. No, he's um, a completely different player than he was with the Wolves. Yeah, exactly. He lost his identity when he came to Cleveland. It's just like I it, there's a like what do you do with Kevin Love, right? Like so in the modern NBA, like it, it's so crazy. This is Kevin Love is a great indication of how quickly the NBA has shifted. So he was uh, a post player who can, you know, kind of make some threes every once in a while, and he has some great outlet passes, and those are his strengths, right? His strengths are in the post, his outlet passes after a rebound, and then occasionally hitting a couple threes. Yeah, but he should also be do- – he should be getting 15 boards a game. Easily. He and should. It's, the, his, it's his thing. The thing is, like, maybe he was just an overachiever on an underachieving team, and now all of a sudden when he gets put into the top-tier competition, it looks like he can't really hang, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, I've heard I've heard rumors that there's a potential like trade rumor that Love and Ibaka could make a trade with OK like the OKC swap. I don't think that'll happen. I don't think that would happen. I thought that was weird to hear, but it's yeah. one of those things I heard randomly. I mean, like on the on that OKC team, would you rather have Kevin Love or Ibaka? Ibaka is a way better defender. Ibaka can occasionally hit a three. Like he can put but up I comparable numbers to what Kevin Love is doing. I think they're looking at Love more so spreading the floor. I guess. Give you know, Westbrook more space. I don't know. I would if I'm OKC. I'd be like, no, thank you. I actually like Kevin. Kevin Love's stock is so far down in this playoffs to me. I like you know there was rumors about him coming to Boston a couple summers ago, and they've always kind of targeted him. Like, thanks, but no. I don't thanks. actually think he'd be bad in Boston. I think I he'd think fit him better. I wouldn't want to give up. Like this is this is a ridiculous statement, but I don't want to give up Jay Crowder for him. You know, like if you put Jay Crowder right now on the Good Cleveland point. Cavaliers. Like, I think they would make this competitive. Yeah, probably. You know? If you um, put most power forwards right now outside of Kevin Love on this team. Well, just like Jay Crowder could switch on defense and Kevin Love can't do anything. Yeah. You know? Um, and same thing with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving kind of needs to find find a... Yeah, uh, Kyrie of the early playoffs has disappeared. Yeah, I mean, he's just... He's, he's doing a lot of dribbling. Uh, he, he can't... He, he couldn't guard me right now. <laughs> um, and that's saying something. That's saying something. Uh, so, I don't know. It's What's your height again, James? Let's not talk about that either. Um, Isaiah Thomas. It's is just under six NBA, foot, so. right? We'll say it's under six foot. Yeah, <laughs> we can we can comfortably say it's, it's under. Six it's under foot. six feet above five four. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good. Right. So now. look, we're giving you like up to five eleven. We're we're giving some good range. Spoiler alert: It's not five <laughs> eleven. All right. Anyway, so that's it for the NBA. Oh, the one last thing that I want to bring up for the NBA playoffs is that the referee union. 
is looking to end the NBA's last two-minute report. Um, basically, the NBA, after every single game, puts out what's called the last two-minute report, basically going through all of the calls that the referees messed up in the last two minutes of the game um, for the sake of transparency, which I always think is a good thing. I think the more often than not you can, you know, the more transparent you can be about these kinds of things, the better. Um, you never want to have a situation like the early to mid 2000s where the referees were just so horrible that it was actively, you know, deciding. That's because they were gambling on the games, James. Well, there's that. But so the statement on the NBA Referee Association um, that came out, um, which I just love uh, this statement, uh, they, they released a statement saying the NBA referees say transparency does nothing to change the outcome of the game. Transparency encourages anger and hostility towards NBA officials. This is the only organization where you're going to be arguing for less transparency in officiating processes. I just like that. How they say there's more hostility towards the refs because of this. I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter if they tell this report or not. There's still going to be hostility. Yeah. It's not changing the amount. People know if you blew the call or not. 100%. Like It goes back to the San Antonio OKC Dion Waiters shoving Ginobili or whoever it was off of an inbounds pass. Right. People knew you blew a call there. Yeah, exactly. You telling us you blew a bunch there at the end it didn't on, change it. It was on Vine within six <laughs> seconds. Yeah, it didn't change it. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think the one thing that they're kind of, you know, I think they have a point in the fact that they don't necessarily want the NBA kind of selling them out whenever something bad happens, which is basically what this last two-minute report does. It kind of says like, hey, these guys messed up and, and the NBA is acknowledging that. But at the same time, like the fans kind of want something like that. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. You know, the NBA doesn't really care too much. The NBA refs are doing just fine. They're getting, they have a great union. They're getting paid very well. Like, you know, at the end of the day. They have the best floor seats. Do better. Now, what I will say is that the NBA refs, on par with the NFL refs, have some of the hardest job in the entire world. Yeah. This game is changing at such a rapid rate. These guys are so much bigger, faster, stronger, and there's so many different, like, kind of, like, um, what I want to say, like micro Nuances. like contact, micro contact that happens throughout the game that could be called either way. Same thing as the NFL. Yeah. So you have to do the best job with what you can. But the blatant ones, you need to have some sort of transparency and accountability. You do, yeah. If if you make a big call and you miss it, uh, or you make a call and it was the wrong call, you got to come out and own up to it, especially in the final two minutes of a game. 100%. Two, there's a two-minute warning in the NFL for a reason. There's a two-minute like rule change basically in the NBA with timeouts and everything and how have that works. That's the most important time. Yeah. And you got to make sure the referees kind of come. Like you don't have that. that. Baseball doesn't have that. You don't no. need to worry about it. People are going to argue balls and strikes no matter what. You could be a computer system running it. It's going to be issued. So that's going to be interesting to see how that kind of goes Which, forward. Yeah. Adam Silver has backed um, has backed the last two-minute report. Um, you know, As that, he should. As he should. Um, it's very interesting. I mean, you know, NBA. The NBA released a statement said we understand the referees' union desire to protect its members, but the fact is that in today's world, transparency is necessary for any organization. The NBA is no different, and we are committed to protecting the integrity of the game. I think that speaks to it right there. Yeah, I, I mean, think Adam, to Adam Silver, I have to say, has done a great job with trying to make the NBA more open, more upfront with its fans, yep. just trying to get people more involved. Be like, hey, listen, we're going to open mistakes. I think he's learned from what the NFL hasn't done. And owned up to the different little things, whether it's, I mean, they don't have the serious issues as concussions and stuff as a major issue. But, like, no. Dell tries to cover things up. The NFL, in general, tries to cover things up. But Adam Silver, I think, has done a phenomenal job since he's taken over for Stern. Yeah, really great commissioner. 
Uh, yeah. I think that's good. I mean, I think idea, he's probably the top commissioner right now of all the major sports. Probably, yeah. I mean, most likable at least. Yeah, I mean, we can get to Gary Bettman at some point, either today or like later on, about you know that whole you know, the whole thing that's coming with the expansion team. Let's see how he handles that. But Silver so far has done a great job. Yeah. Um, speaking of the NHL, going from one boring series to another boring series, um, the Pittsburgh Penguins are on the verge of capturing another Stanley Cup. Yeah, so that happened. And before we get right into it, mm-hmm. we ran a quick poll. Yeah. Got a nice turnout for it. Yeah. And uh, so the poll question was, what do you expect to go longer? Obviously, the NBA Finals is a 2-0 series. The NHL is 3-1. So basically, it was, who do you think is going to go past maybe Game 5? Yeah. And uh, majority said, actually, surprisingly, the NBA Finals. 63% said NBA Finals is going to go longer compared can, to 38, 38%. I can sort of see that. There's a little bit more variables in hockey. Yeah. Um, you know, there's more. You know, the, hockey is one of the few sports where the eight seed has just as good a chance as, like, the two or three seed of winning the Stanley Cup. It's a you good know point. I mean? Yeah, it's just how the puck bounces. Like, for example, no one considered Pittsburgh as a legitimate title contender at the beginning of the series, or even the beginning of the playoffs. Um, no, not at the beginning. Beginning of the playoffs, the play- they definitely did. Yeah, that. Stanley Cup, they've. Well, they no, gave I mean, beginning of the season. Excuse me. Yeah. Beginning of the season and beginning of the playoffs. Really, nobody um, had considered Pittsburgh as, as the people that are the, the team that was going to you know come Most through. Most of the win. Rangers were just going to go back through. Yeah, I know. Um, and then so they, they've done a pretty good job here. Uh, Phil Kessel is looking like he's your he, favorite. Uh, don't even. Um, it looks like Phil Kessel is realistically going to, you know, he's a front runner right now for the Conn Smythe, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, the Penguins have a chance tonight to um, actually win a title in Pittsburgh for the first time since 1960, which is kind yeah. of interesting. First time since the Pirates beat the Yankees in seven games. Yep. Um, you know, obviously the Steelers have won um, title uh, titles since then, but uh, they've done it at the Super Bowl, which is located in a, you know kind of a remote city. So Pittsburgh has a chance to actually have a title won in its hometown for the yeah, first time. It's also, in the a first few time the Penguins have a chance to win the Stanley Cup in. In, like we said, in Pittsburgh, they've won. If they win tonight, it'll be their fourth Stanley Cup. But all three other ones have been won on the road. Yeah. Last one coming in Chicago in the 90s. Uh, I want to give no, a, not in the 90s. That was the last one was in 2009, I want to say. I want to give out um, some quick shout outs to uh, ESPN's NHL coverage because it has been just spectacularly hot takey and punny. Um, for, the, for example, um, the uh, headline right here is. Uh, can the Sharks snatch victory out of the jaws of defeat? Oh. So there's that. So good. <laughs> okay. Very good. And then there's another um, fantastic headline on here. Uh, is Joe Thornton's jumbo beard impacting his playoff performance? I saw that one yesterday, and I was like, wow. If this is the reporting it takes to work at ESPN, sign me up. I can do that. Yep. So um, ESPN, uh, if you need puns, we got puns, we got baby. Puns. We got puns and hot takes right here. We can do raps. We can do whatever you need to do. We can be the like pun rap guys of ESPN. Yeah. I'll do that. Very good. Just pay me a few hundred thousand. Anything else you want to say about the NHL? I mean, we never... <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is like the lamest. We spent 25 minutes on basketball and like five minutes on the NHL barely. I mean, hey, you know what? I got to say, if you're an NHL fan, we've spent more time on this than ESPN. Than you really deserve. ESPN... <laughs> Any other network that doesn't primarily focus on hockey has. We're one of the only pod t- podcasts that focus on all sports, including yeah. hockey. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty excited to see, um, you know, the end of the series here, I guess. And now uh, there's 
I kind of want it over. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, I just let's let's just not even. Let's just not drag it out. Let's not drag it out. Let's I don't give, want I don't want the Penguins to win. Stupid but... Pittsburgh, their stupid trophy, and go back to their Wait, stupid whoa, 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 Rust whoa, Belt whoa, town. Whoa, whoa, let's let's give the stupid Penguins the coolest trophy that I wish they didn't get. Yeah, that's and let fair. them take it back down to the Rust Belt. Let's take the state. Let's let's give let's let's give other like sports leagues an awesome trophy. You know what I mean? Like let's what like what can we do like yeah, I don't The really Lombardi like it. trophy is only okay. Yeah, it's not spectacular. The NBA trophy, uh, uh Larry O'Brien trophy is only okay. I kind of like the MLBs. The uh, oh, that one's pretty cool. Cuz it has all like the different the flags. Like, the flags of all the teams. Yeah, that one's pretty cool, but there's, no, there's just like nothing like the Stanley Cup, so. No. I mean soccer might soccer has some. Soccer has some. But, um, yeah, we'll kind of get into that a little bit more too. Um, okay, cool. So that's our that's our blazing hot NHL takes. Um, you're welcome, America. <laughs> um, cool. So wait, one, I'll make one quick last point. Yeah. Where's Sidney Crosby been? This whole series. I mean, he's doing pretty well, I guess. Is he? I, I don't know. I don't think he is. <laughs> well, I might even call him Sid the Kid anymore. He doesn't deserve that nickname. Well, T- TBD. We'll see what happens. Um, he's like Steph, regular season hero. Bad beard. Real bad beard. Bad beard, just like Steph. Yeah. It's, it's just like so many comparisons. <laughs> I didn't even realize this. God, wow. Whole new, whole new thing next week? <laughs> I mean, maybe, except for the fact that Sidney's Crosby is hated pretty regularly and Steph Curry's uh, still Steph pretty Curry's beloved. Steph Curry's getting there. Did you see Steph and his celebrations the other night? There's some real backlash. There's some weird ones, like the one that I heard it was like looking like he was getting pretty okay, friendly with we'll, some ghosts. we'll talk getting about pretty, it. Getting pretty friendly with some ghosts. That's all I'm going to say. So... We're gonna go ahead and bypass that completely yeah. and go right to the uh, to the MLB, baby. Um, I am finally starting to dive into baseball. With the NBA playoffs, there was a game every there was like multiple games every single night, so I couldn't watch as much baseball as I wanted to. And right now, we're back. We're back yeah. in baseball. It's June. It's nice out. It's going to be the dog days of summer. Out, not the dog days of summer. This is the beginning of summer. This is yeah. the fun part. I said of we're summer. getting into. Okay, like, fair it's enough. It's the prelude to it. Um, so this is kind of. Uh, I, I don't know if this is gonna be like a regular feature, but this is the uh, this is the cross that we have to bear, Greg. Um, we've had another brawl in the in the MLB last night with between the Orioles and the um, Royals, Orioles yeah. and, Orioles and the Royals. And um, as we did for the last time, we're gonna go ahead and, and uh, kind of break down the punch. We're gonna really need to start getting like some boxing bell sounds going on in here. Hundred percent. This is a. Uh, this this is kind of a this is the, the average sports fan wants wants our takes on the punch. So we have yeah. to get yeah. Any MLB brawl, we're the guys you want to listen to. Manny Machado got uh, a 99 mile per hour fastball thrown right at the dome skis. Nah, no, nailed him in the hip. Okay, it was close to the dome. <laughs> like three feet. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's relatively close. It's, yeah, sure, it's there. Compared, when it's coming at you, it's looking pretty like it's close. Compared to the world, compared three, yeah. three feet is pretty close. Okay, I'll give you that. And then Machado came out there and, and uh, gave Ventura what fur. Um, so what do you think about the punch? Uh, first, I gotta say, the run up to the mound kind of made me laugh. A little, a little skip. <laughs> it was you knew he was in pain from getting nailed on like the hip yeah. thigh area yeah, by yeah. that fastball, oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's like skip. his leg fell asleep. It was like a dead shot to the leg. Yeah. So he needed to get his leg back under him. So it was kind of like a weird like shuffle sideways. Yeah. But as he got like two to three feet from the mound, he kind then, of started to pick up. There we go. Speed. He's ready to go. Yeah, and he exactly. was ready to throw down. So my my thoughts on the punch. Um, Manny Machado, um, first of all, probably one of the best players in the game. Harper, uh, or not uh, probably, I mean, 
I mean, what I mean by that is probably like the best player in the game. Ooh, it's a it's a hot take, but he's putting up comparable numbers to Bryce Harper with better defense at an infield position, which is just huge. Um, okay. So that's a little that's a little hot take there, that's right there take. for you. Um, he's putting up like the same numbers as Bryce Harper, same WAR as Mike Trout, except he's doing it in an infield position, which is a lot harder to find. Yeah, it's true. Um, so after that hot take, okay. So Machado comes up there. Uh, he so props to him for for landing a punch. Yeah, he's got a the, good one in. This is the thing with the MLB, right? Like, you know, there's so many... We talked about this with the Odor thing. There's so many hold-me-back type moments, and there's so much pushing and shoving kind of thing, and no actual punches being thrown. It's, you know, you got to give at least some props when the guys actually land one. Yeah, I still got to put Odor's punch ahead. Oh, obviously. That. So Odor's right now the 10 out of the 10. ten. Odor's had a... Had a like just a punch. Machado, dude. I'm going to give like a 7.3. As a seven, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go like a six point two. All right. Because while it was a good punch, it definitely landed, and it knocked, and he got Ventura down, which is which is important. It's the key. It's the key aspect. Yep. Um, he still kind of did with the baseball, like the baseball. Whoa, you okay? Yeah. Mike, Mike issues. If you heard of yeah. that, was in my mic. It's cool. You just dropped it. Mic drop. Yeah. Seven point three. Seven point three. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So it, it was still kind of like a. Um, it was still kind of like a slap punch a little bit. Um, you know, instead of, it wasn't like a wind up fist cock and then a forward punch. Yeah. The, the listeners can't hear what I'm doing, but you basically can't hear, or see. can't hear what I'm doing. You can't absolutely hear what I'm doing. You can't see what I'm doing. So it, it was not like a, it was not like a cock and then a boom, you know, it wasn't like a forward, it wasn't like a forward punch. It was kind of like what you do, you know, kind of when you don't exactly know how to punch necessarily. I'm not sure what's coming at you either. Exactly. He he kind of did a little bit of a tomahawk kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it was a tomahawk you know what I mean? punch, but it's, it's okay. It got him down. It definitely got a punch in, um, so that was good. I gave him the 7.3 because, like, the hop skip lead in. The hop skip was good. I just liked it. A little cocky, a little painful. It yeah. was it was pretty good. Uh, and then the bench is cleared. It looks like Machado is probably going to get a nice little suspension there. Yeah, he'll get um, something similar to probably what Odor did. Yeah, exactly. And that'd be the extent, but... And then, um, okay, so decent punch, not as good as Odor. So no. we got number one Odor, number two Machado. Yeah. So and MLB, you know, whenever you're ready, dude, give Just us keep some, give us the yeah. punches. Keep I'm, the punches I'm ready coming. For more. Um, cool. And then right after that, uh, the Orioles actually had back-to-back home runs with Trumbo and Davis, which is pretty cool. So nice way to respond. Yeah, it's, I would say so. The other top stories in the MLB right now are the uh, the Cubs clearly are kind of the story in MLB right now. Um, they're the fastest team to 40 wins since the 2001 Seattle Mariners. Cubs fans hoping cool. that it turns out differently than it did for those Mariners. Yeah, exactly. I read a cool piece about the uh, about the Cubs and and uh, you know just rehashing all of their stuff about about the curse and about you know how long they had this drought, this championship drought. Uh, a couple interesting things that uh, the uh, the Cubs, the last time the Cubs were in the World Series, um, the state of Arizona had yet to exist. So there's that. Okay. <laughs> They've outlasted uh, I, one of the states. Um, there was They've no outlasted such, a few states. There was then, no such thing as... That's the case. There was no such thing as uh, toasters. Toasters had not been invented. Wow. A um, world without toasters. That's hard to imagine. A world without toasters. I'm a big toaster guy. I'm gonna go hot toaster right or there. toaster oven. Toaster. <laughs> no, no, toaster oven's not bad, but they take way too long. Give it's me so a, much more diverse. Give it can me do a, so many more things. I don't care, man. Give me a toaster. My English muffins gotta get up, get up and get gone. You know what I mean? You can put like little pizzas in those, and 
you cook it the same pieces, way. You put little pieces in regular, regular oven. You know what I mean? But if you don't want to turn on the huge oven, it takes up so much more. All right. Well, you'd be lazy at that point. Um, so Chicago has their Being best chance. Smart, my friend. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm team toaster all the way. Toaster. toaster. To- <laughs> We're going to put up a poll. Toaster, toaster versus toaster, toaster oven. oven. <laughs> Toasters are much faster. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. I'm going to put on a week long poll and just come back next week. And we'll I already kind of feel that I'm on the wrong side of this, but yeah, now I've, kind of, I've dug my feet in. <laughs> we'll see. I was on the wrong side of a few of these kinds of things. Can I tell you one thing that I was definitively on the wrong side in, um, in, a, in a debate that I had with a few friends a couple years ago that I still get shit for to this day? I was on the wrong side of a Pop-Tart versus Toaster Strudel debate. I was team Pop-Tart. Yeah, okay. I actually agree with you on that I'm team one. Pop-Tart. I like Pop-Tarts I'm way more. I'm team Pop-Tart, Way baby. more diverse. You can do cold or hot Pop-Tarts. And there's so many flavors. Tons of flavors. And they're all pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Some of the new ones that they're coming out with are a little weird, like... The orange crushed soda one? No, hard pass. Probably not trying. Hard pass. I'm not all trying that. that one. I'm kind of a straight down the middle pop tart guy too. I like the sh- I like the brown sugar cinnamon. Baby. I was also out on the strudel when that little creepy kid started doing the commercials. Okay, he's like toast strudel. Okay. I was like no, no, just, just give it to me straight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so toaster versus toaster oven. We're gonna have a big old debate about that, um, and we'll give all the necessary Twitter handles after that. Cool. Um, the only other thing that we're gonna have about the MLB. Is uh, there was five walk-off home runs last night? It's a lot of walk-offs. A lot of walk-offs. Three homers, uh, three dangers, and then two uh, just regular old base hit uh, walk-offs. We had the Reds, Tigers, Twins, Padres, and Dodgers all getting uh, wins in their final at bat. Uh, we had some big names participating last night too. We had Joey Votto, Ian Kinsler, Will Myers. Um, so we have some we have some big names. Yeah, some. some- some no, known players, at least. Known players. Um, walk-offs are fantastic. And this is the leads into my next question for you, Greg. Ooh. Um, and you don't even know this is coming. So I I'm going to hand it to you right on the spot. This is another toaster oven type debate. This is not another toaster oven debate. Toaster all the way. Um, team toaster. So um, out of all of the game-ending plays in sports, we have the walk-off home run. We have the buzzer beater um, NBA 3. Okay. Um, or shot or whatever it is. So buzzer beater NBA shot, walk-off home run, um, game-winning touchdown, or um, overtime-winning NHL goal. What's your are favorite? Not, are we not giving field goals a chance in the NFL? No, absolutely not. Okay. That's well, I, was, I, I had to clarify. Garbage time. Okay. Well, um, that wasn't going to be my option. I didn't pick yeah, anyway. Yeah. But... No, no, no. Uh, yeah. Um, so we have – yeah. So those out of those four, the game-ending game plays – what do you think is the best, the most exciting, your favorite? Give me some give me some thoughts here. I, I can sum up all one easy little package for you. Yeah. Because the most exciting, best celebrations, all of that goes to the walk-off home run. Walk-off home run? It's got to be walk-off home run. You think? There's like three key reasons. Okay. First is once you hit it and you know what's going, you can do the bat flip, yeah. the cocky back, the cocky back flip, yeah. which is always fun. I mean, just look at Jose Batista in the playoffs last year, and you can see that wasn't even a walk-off. Right. And that was just amazing. So walk-offs, you can do that. Then, not only that, then it's you strolling around the bases. Okay. You can take your time. You don't even have to go fast. You can do whatever you want at that point. Game's over. Yeah. And then crowd going all nuts. you see is the crowd going nuts while you're like around your second base, and you see your teammates gathering around home plate, getting ready. And this is when baseball guys get creative. They do a lot of different things for different celebrations. Do you do the helmet throw? Do you do the helmet kick? Do you do the throw? Do you have the teammates do something? Like there's yeah. some teammates that already come out with stuff ready to go. Yeah. It's just a lot of different things can happen. 
and then it just all ends with like huge like jubilation at home plate. Yeah, jubilation. Just went with big words. Wow. SAT words. SAT words, baby. Coming from me this time. <laughs> so what? Take that. Start using my calendar of the day word thing. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you hey. go. Um, Sports no, stance podcast. It's the be, SAT podcast. Yeah, it's got to be home run. Yeah. Game winning goal, cool. But I mean, I'm not a big game winning goal guy in the NHL. It's, it's not it's that exciting too, to me. It's a little bit too hard to follow. A little bit too random. Almost. I sometimes don't even know that it went in. Exactly. Um, the game, the game winning touchdown in the NFL can be exciting. It's very rare. Yeah, it's got to be also if it's like a easy like you're five yards out i want the if it's gonna be it's gotta be it's like gotta be aaron like rogers hail like, mary yeah the tim tebow baby the tim tebow yeah it's gotta be something uh, that's crazy yeah. i mean the walk-off home run every time it's exciting that's true uh walk-off home run is a good one game winning shot it's pure luck usually well i so uh, I, this is gonna come as no surprise to people who know me i'm a big proponent of the buzzer beater three i love the buzzer beater buzzer beater three are like half court type thing I don't think half There's court. There's a difference. No, no, no. The buzzer beater three is still no, no, no. So okay, so this this is no, no, no. See, no. I wanted I wanted to know. Um, we so th- there's so many scenarios where the buzzer beater three is just so fantastic. Um, first of all, every single kid, and I guess this sort of applies to walk off home runs too. But every single kid in their driveway has has been playing basketball, dribbling around, and in their head gone three, two, one, shoot. Ah, crowd goes wild. By the way, for those of you who can't see, James totally did a leg kick and everything. Oh, 100%. Acting it out. <laughs> yeah, I, I dribbled between the legs. I did a Steph Curry handle, crossover yeah. dribble, I'll give it that, I'll give that to you. Boom. I did that as a kid. Every kid does. I mean, it's Every just a kid thing. does that because that's the coolest one. So the, 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 other, the other thing Hold that on. I'll say. Coolest or easiest to imitate? Okay. But still, okay. So the other thing that's really... Point. Here's, here's, here's an Okay, well, here's the other thing, though. So in the um, in the MLB um, with the walk off, you know it's pretty cool, uh, you know getting get the home run all that kind of stuff. Now, granted, I think it's between these two. I think it's between the the buzzer beater and the walk off. Yeah, I would say so. But what I'll say about the MLB one is that you know you're kind of way off in the crowd when you're when you're doing that as well. In the NBA, the crowd is right there. The crowd is literally right at the court. Like that's the only the what the or, or any basketball. That's the only sport where besides football, I guess sort of where storming the field or storming the court is like the, a, a possibility. Like that's in play. Yeah, all right. Okay, you know what it. I mean? Like that's that's pure excitement. So both of those two, the buzzer beater and the walk off, are about tension and release, right? Yeah. Um, it's about like. The MOB has the longer, like the more protracted tension and release, arguably, because each at bat is a little bit slower. Um, there's not a lot that happens, and immediately something happens. There's like if if each pitch takes like thir- like twenty seconds, seventeen seconds are slow and just kind of what's gonna happen, what's gonna happen, what's gonna happen, yeah. and then the three seconds is when something crazy happens. Whereas basketball is a little bit quicker, you know, the twenty four second shot clock requires people to pass things around things are happening a little bit faster than the All mlb right. i i'm gonna ride or die with the with the buzzer beater versus the walk-off he's got a lot of things that could like be poll questions i know i think that we and so um i think that this one was a better poll question than team toaster versus team toaster oven. i mean i can put on both of them it just doesn't matter that's fair um but i so you're going you're going with walk-off i'm going walk-off home run and i'm going buzzer beater cool yeah. okay well, i mean we can put the other options out there just to see 
Yeah, I but, mean, hey, some people might might call in, text in, see what we like. Yeah, I mean, again, we encourage you guys to interact, send us We're stuff. We're admittedly very biased against the NHL. If this hasn't come through so far. Uh, we actually are more pro NHL than most. <laughs> Fair enough. I gotta okay. say that we're very pro NHL compared to a lot. Yeah, exactly. All right. Anything else before we wrap it up, man? Uh, last thing, sports wise, out before we get to some uh, certain conversations involving some sad news this week. Oh, true. Um, is I want to touch on the U.S. soccer in the Copa America that's going on right now in the U.S. So you know it's the North Americas and South Americas playing. It's a huge soccer tournament that happens, and you know it's pretty exciting if you're a soccer fan. I enjoy watching soccer. I'm probably one of the few in the United States that does. Yep. Based off of what I know, <laughs> it might be less like than the NHL, which is shocking to say. I know it's like number wise they're comparative, but so last night they faced uh, off against Costa Rica. Absolutely dominated the game for nothing. It was great to see. They uh, had Colombia earlier this week where they lost two nothing, and they just didn't look good. Finally looked good last night to get Costa Rica. Had the big names come through, like uh, Dempsey scoring on a PK. We had some young guys coming through, like uh, Wood, who also put some in the net. It was it was a good game to watch. They played well. We had uh, Michigan Mike making a comeback from his hiatus in Hawaii. Michigan Mike. So maybe we'll get, figure out a day that we can get him on here. But So he was tweeting up a storm. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to add another Twitter handle for you to follow. But, yeah, so the U.S. finally looked like how they should. People have been wanting them to look well. If that team comes out in the next game, they're easily going to make it to the next round of this. But, I mean, I don't know how far they can go if they run into teams like Brazil. But just in general, played well. They should play well against Paraguay. They're overall (laughs) better than Paraguay. Rankings and everything. It's just sometimes this team looks like it's a top 10 team in the world based off its play. And the other times it looks like it belongs with, like, the teams in Africa. Fair. Who, if you don't know, the teams in Africa are like horrible. That's like 140 to nothing games when they play like a normal team. Ugh. It's sad sometimes. Gotcha. Well, dope soccer talk, man. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any hot takes on soccer, James? Nope. Football. Uh, Clint Dempsey is cool. <laughs> there you go. At least you knew his first name, too. Clint I didn't even say his first name, and you got it, so that's cool. So there's that. Um, and Landon Donovan was kind of a bitch during the World Cup. And that's basically my soccer take right now. <laughs> no no takes on Jurgen Klinsmann? Oh, I like Klinsmann. You um, do? I mean, you know, I mean, he's obviously like, you know, I, I kind of wish that he was more American than didn't have to play for necessarily the German national team. <laughs> you wish he was more American than German? <laughs> yeah. So that'd be cool. You, you, have like, you whatever. met half our team? Half the team is German nationality slash U.S. citizenship. I've got no, no opinion on Klinsmann, to be honest with you. I that's think he's fine. fine. I, mean, I just world, want to hear your take on soccer. World Cup's exciting. Uh, I'll watch the Olympics. That's my take. Um, Good talk. Cool. So before we uh, wrap up, we just have a quick um, in memoriam section. The sports world uh, lost a great in Muhammad Ali over the weekend. Um, 74. 74. Um, you know, this is not a super surprising death. Um, you know, but between the between the deaths of like David Bowie and Prince and now Muhammad Ali it just kind of feels like the 20th century icons are, are starting to just starting to go by the wayside yeah, a little bit I mean, there yeah, a few years ago Robin Williams this is all these people that were big in the 70s 80s yeah exactly 60s even yep um, so I think that if you're looking for something you know if you're listening to this podcast and you're a sports fan you've probably already kind of looked into the Muhammad Ali's death but what I'd always recommend um, on YouTube they have full fights yeah. Um, and then when I was um, a couple of summers ago, when I was unemployed, um, I basically scoured YouTube. Uh, I, I was on a bunch of YouTube kicks, 
and I scoured YouTube for, for cool videos, and one of them that I found was the full um, Thrill in Manila fight. Nice. And they good watched, fight. Good fight. I watched the entire thing. Uh, it, I shouldn't say good fight. That was a phenomenal fight. It's one of the best ever. Oh, it's one of the all-timers. Um, it was one of those fights where both both Frazier and Ali were um, like kind of past their full-on peak in their prime. A little bit older, a little bit slower. It's more of a pride fight. More of a pride fight. And it was also kind of, it, it was, uh, you know, they, they were a little bit too slow to get out of the way of each other's of each other's blows. So it's one of the more brutal fights out there. Oh, yeah. And it's definitely a... 14-rounder. Uh, it, it was definitely a... Uh, <laughs> this is definitely a reason. Like, if you watch that fight, it's one of the reasons why Muhammad Ali has not really been able to... to speak very coherently and, well, and walk par- around yes the parkinson's they you, all you, it all kind of got led to that you can call you can call it parkinson's all you want you got hit in the head for you know 20 years um yeah so but anyway muhammad ali one of the greats um he was important for a bunch of reasons he was important for activism in sports he was important for sports writing in sports allowing you know actually kind of Forcing the sports writers to kind of listen to what athletes are saying. Yeah, he was important for race relations in sports and religious relations in sports. You know, but even just outside of that, he was important outside of the sports world in general. Yeah, exactly. He had a, you know, he was such an important figure for the Muslim community, um, for the African American community. Um, so, uh, R.I.P. to I don't know Muhammad you, Ali. I don't know if you knew this, but did you know in like the nineties? At one point, Saddam Hussein had a bunch of U.S. captives, and Bill Clinton was trying to negotiate their freedom. And the only person Hussein would talk to was Muhammad Ali. Much and surprised. he came in and talked with them and got all the hostages released. Yeah. Well, Bill- so it's like one of those things that like you don't hear. He was a great boxer. All these great things. You hear about his boxing career, his personality, You know the Parkinson's, obviously, his fight with that since the 80s. Exactly. But it's something like that. You're like, that's that was like a huge thing, but it's not yeah. made a huge thing because he was Muhammad Ali. He was this great, great figure in so many ways that some of his coolest things kind of get pushed to the back because they weren't sports related. Exactly. Um, cool, man. So rest in peace, Muhammad Ali. Definitely one of the greatest of all time. Oh yeah. Um, all right, man. Um, so that kind of brings us to the end of the sports dance. Then we also got the other kind of uh, sad we news. Have, we have one more. Yeah, yeah. One um, more. Not nearly as like Muhammad Ali. No, but Kimbo Slice um, also passed away over the weekend. Um, he, he was, was young. 46, 42. 42. 42. Um, he was 42 years old. Um, also, uh, you know, not not as meaningful, but if you... YouTube phenomenon. Yeah, if you, if you, grew, up, if you grew up in the early days of the internet like we did... Um, you know, everyone got passed around a Kimbo Slice early video now. T- early YouTube days. Early YouTube days. Everyone kind of got passed around a Kimbo Slice video. There was no ads at that time. No. Um, and everyone kind of binge watched this guy. Um, just just a, an animal. A really interesting internet presence. Um, you know, didn't exactly translate to MMA success or MMX success, but um, definitely a, uh, a sad loss there as well. Just a young, yeah. young dude. Um, so rest in peace to Muhammad Ali and Kimbo Slice, man. Yeah, so sad stuff on that front. 100%. 100%. Um, cool. So, uh, Greg, why don't you go ahead and run through all of our um, Twitter handles, and we also have a plug this week. Ooh, yeah. I forgot about that. Good reminder. Mm. So, yeah, so our Twitter handles, I'm going to go through mine, James, and now uh, our one that came back from hiatus. Woo! So, we got me at on Twitter at sportsdance underscore. So, that's sportsdance with two S's in the middle with the underscore. Then we have James now. With Sports Stands J. Sports Stands so J. Basically the same as mine, just without the underscore, replace that with the J. 
And then finally, we got Michigan Mike coming back from hiatus. Uh, he was uh, having some fun times in paradise for like five months. Yeah, exactly. Finally back on the East Coast and ready to pick up where he left off, you know, with his strong 20 followers. Uh, so, you know, go help him out. Go help him help him and Sports Dance J gain some traction. Get him up there, you know, get our names out there, help us out, get become a part of the sports dance. If you like the podcast, give us a good rating and review on iTunes. It's really important, actually, because yeah. that actually helps us out a lot for people to find us and kind helps of... Helps us get noticed. Exactly. More people that can hear us can enjoy it just like you are. Uh, so on Instagram, we're also the sports dance. Been gaining some traction on that. Almost have 500 followers on that. Woohoo. Yeah. So, and then also on Vine, uh, we're the sports dance, you know. Those are our handles. It's pretty pretty simple out there. Uh, as for the plug, like James said, as I throw my pen across the room, uh, you know, if- captured by one of our two microphones, <laughs> captured by one of our two mics. Yeah. So uh, our quick plug for this week is, you know, for we know you like sports. If you're listening to us, you're a sports person. Definitely like sports. But if you're one of those people that kind of want to expand your mind outside of the sports world, uh, go check out a dose of reality. By our good friend, Chris Green. We've yeah. both known him for a few years now. You can and, find uh, him on YouTube. Uh, so basically, their podcast is all about a few different things. They talk about the economy, cultures, po- politics. They also get into the spiritual world, like metaphysics and you know different spirituality conversations. It's interesting stuff, man. Uh, if you're definitely, uh, it's a conversation starter. So if you're looking for kind of um, new thought-provoking topics to, to uh, kind of listen to and you know, good opinions, um, you know, check out Dose of Reality. Yeah, just go onto YouTube. You can find them there. Uh, I think they have a Facebook page too. So same thing. It's a Dose of Reality, you know. Best of luck to you guys with that podcast. Uh, Definitely, man. More podcasts, the better. Yeah. All right, Greg. Uh, is there anything else? No, I think next week we're going to probably get into potentially end the of, end of NBA. The NBA finals. <laughs> end of NBA. End of the sports seasons <laughs> outside of the, of the MLB. Seasons. Yeah, we're going to get into a little bit of a slog coming up. So yeah. we're going to have a... We're, we're, we use the teaser of the Steph in the Olympics. We're going to use that next week, I think. Get yep. Maybe dive into that a little more. A lot of Olympics over. coverage coming up, Yeah, folks. a lot of Olympics coverage. We're going to get into the bicycling, the swimming. Yep. Real, real quick teaser. Some building for one of the main events for a certain sport will not be finished in time for the Olympics. So it won't what? be able to be used. Yep, we're going to learn about a little bit more about that. Uh, and maybe we'll even cover a little bit of American Ninja Warrior. Who knows? Um, so, on, <laughs> so for Greg and James, this has been the Sports Dance. Thanks for listening, guys. Check us out on iTunes. Leave us a good rating and review. Have a good week, guys. And we'll talk to you next week. Talk Bye. to you later.